Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Okay, Brandon, here's the headline. The incredible shrinking future of college. Population of college Americans, college age Americans is about to crash. It will change higher education forever. This from Vox, Vox Vox.com. Kevin Carey is the vice president for education policy and knowledge management at the New American and directs the education policy program. I think he's on the Twitters. I, I'm, I, I feel like there's a pretty good balance between the MAGA and the woke. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it, this is a very straightforward piece. It's not, there's no, and they said, I, what I liked about this piece was he really does kind of go into the changing demographics and how it's going to affect yeah. us politically and socially and culturally. I don't, there wasn't a whole lot in this article that one could look at and go, whoa, rah, right? It's, it's, he wasn't saying, hey, let's lay out a plan. We need more liberals. We need more conservatives. He was just simply coming straight down the middle saying, this is what's happening in our colleges and universities. I mean, I would have taken it a step further because I think there needs to be wholesale change in the university systems hey, around the country. I know, just, I know, but I'm woke. saying I would have I would have gone further. He didn't. So go ahead. Okay. So um but I will say this before I read these statistics. This is shocking and nobody's talking about it. So I, I appreciate you being the source of this. Here's a quote from the article. In four years, the number of students graduating from high schools across the country will begin a sudden and precipitous decline due to a rolling demographic aftershock of the Great Recession. Traumatized by uncertainty and unemployment, people decided to stop having kids during that period. But even as we climbed out of the recession, the birth rate kept dropping, and we are now starting to see the consequences on campuses everywhere. Classes will shrink year after year for most of the next two decades. People in higher education industry call it the enrollment cliff. The bottom line is the big schools, Harvard, Penn State, UCLA, USC, will not be affected, but Cumberland Valley State and Sisters of the Mercy are going to take a huge hit. And this is bad, what this article is saying, is because small schools across the country employ a lot of people, and we need these for our system. Is that what you kind of got out of it? No, I, I didn't. Oh, and having spent most of my career in education, I I mean, that, that's a part of it for sure. But I, you know, if there's anything that makes me a conservative, it's not propping up fake systems that need yes. to go away. Right, yes. is that? Yes, it's like it's like paying toll booth takers when you don't need them anymore. I would rather find other ways to employ people than just create fake jobs. It's like the guy that pumps gas in Oregon. It's ridiculous. There's no need for it. I would rather say, let's take a look at this whole system and say, what do we as a country need? It's not that we don't need employees. We need. There's lots of people that are needed in different jobs. The problem is what we don't need is all these universities teaching Emily Bronte, right? We don't need liberal arts degrees coming out of yin-yang and spending tens of thousands of millions of billions of trillions of dollars. I mean, we're right in the middle of this big political discussion on debt relief for college students, of which I am absolutely opposed. You know, I'm not opposed to that many things that Biden has done, but I am opposed to this. I do not think it is, it, you know, people could say, well, you know, they went in, they were talked to, and I'm like, man, we all make our choices. I drive an older car because I don't want to pay a lot of money for a car. You know, I see people driving really brand new cars. They're spending six, $700 a month on car payments and insurance. That's their choice. They could do it as long as they want, but that's not what I would do. And I think the same thing with this. Now, when we look at this, 
what I liked about this article was it laid out the statistics. Like I loved that that twenty two thousand eight that people stopped having as many children because they were nervous about jobs. And yeah. so eighteen years later, we're gonna start seeing this drop off in kids in college. I think you combine that with COVID, where a lot of students were like, wait. Why am I paying all this money to take this stuff online? I mean, I had all my buddies who had kids that yep. were freshman sophomores were like, I'm not going to do this. This is stupid. Pay 50 like, grand to send you to USC so you could be in a room. Yeah, so you could be in a room on your on your computer yeah. that you could do anywhere. I mean, I work for a company that gives online trainings. And quite frankly, a, a, the big issue that's going on is, and I don't think they've addressed it, or they don't want to really address it, is that most people don't want to have somebody in the room with them. They just want to learn and then go back and ask questions. So the whole modality of how we learn is changing, where we learn is changing. It's interesting. I drove down 81, went up to New York, went through seven states this last weekend, Larry, for the, the holiday. And I drove right by Shippenburg University. And yeah. so when I saw this, I was like, I was within like a minute of Shippenburg University. And you had all these schools. I know that it, what is it? Mills College out in the Bay Area was like bought up yep. by some school on the East Coast. Yep. And they're using it as like an East Coast branch. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it, we're not going to prop up industries that don't need to be propped up. We clearly don't need as many of these type of schools. But do we need trade schools? Yes. Do we need two-year schools? Yes. That we could be looking at this as an opportunity rather than saying there's not enough students. I think what it really comes down to is for a lot of people, you've talked about this, you have three kids. Dude, it, it, 50 grand a year with three kids, I mean, that is that is ridiculous. No one, no one except for our surfer yoga uh, friend can afford to send their kids to these kind of schools, right? It just doesn't, it's not going to happen. I mean, I have an only and we, we have a, a, you know, a 529 to send her to school. But it's going to take a while to get there, for sure. Just to piggyback on what you're saying, if you look at any statistics, the greatest con of the middle class in America over the last 40 to 50 years is college tuition. So you're right. I do think this is a time for a great reset and how we look at education. My kids will probably, I've told them, we're not spending 10 grand, 20 grand a year for you to go to school. I don't know. I, I Honestly, it gives me the heebie-jeebies when I start thinking about what's going to happen. The only thing that I think is going to happen is we're going to get a reset, and this is going to be part of it, this article in the Changing Demographics. Well, one of the things they didn't talk about in here in the article, and they gave a lot of great data points and everything, was the cost of tuition rise. When I first arrived at the University yeah. of Oregon a thousand years ago, my my quarterly, it was three quarters, quarterly tuition was $500 a quarter. Yeah, mine was like 900 Yeah, and now it's like ridiculous kids are paying yeah. at these state land grant schools they're paying i mean so why so you look at it you say okay because they had to build a lot of new buildings there was one part of this article where because of that weird boom and bust thing that happened mm -hmm. so you had all these students they built these new dorms for like 180 million dollars at one school and now they've they've had to sell them off because they're empty so and that was only like in 10 years ago so wh what i think is this idea of we have to sort of meet these i mean if you go to the modern college campus today it's like a resort mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. and and i'm not quite sure what the point of that is i love it it's great i love going to college to get the campuses. best students well to right best it's to it, it's to get the students that want to pay the money it's not necessarily yeah. about students but so i just think that there's something very very weird and wrong you said the great con it's it is the great con it's 
all of the above, the con of saying to you, if you don't go get this degree, you'll never make anything in your life. I was talking to this guy this weekend up in upstate New York. He's a grid linesman. He works on the grid. He, um, I didn't, he didn't tell me this, but my brother-in-law was saying to me, this guy makes between 150 and $250,000 a year as doing this job. It is, that is real money for most Americans. So he didn't go to, he went to college for one year, didn't like it, dropped out, went to work on the grid. Now, are there those jobs out there for everybody? Nah, probably not. But in, in an article, they said that most people that are sending their kids to these schools are not really worried about their kid's first job, right? Because Amazon's, Amazon's paying $22 a year to start. But they're really looking at their third, fourth, and fifth job as they move into management. It can be more comfortable. Well, that article was saying, like, it's hard to convince 18-year-olds or 19-year-olds to come to college when they could go make $22 at a warehouse job. That was part of the reason the numbers are going down. Also, which I thought was an interesting one, was immigration. All the draconian laws about immigration. People want to come from all over the world to go to our colleges. And President Trump's like, we don't want anybody. No, no, no. That's not true. It's never been true. We want the best of the best from all over the world to come. We just don't want the drug dealers coming. So immigration's been a cutback on some of these schools that rely on people from other countries going to school here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it still makes it look like it's an industry. And I think that education has to be looked at as a social structural service. And what I mean by that is that we can't look at we're going to make money on roads, right? When when our government builds roads, it's to get us from place to place to keep our economy moving yeah. so that we can Schools are the same thing. They're not about making money. Yeah. They should be yeah. about bettering the society and preparing workers to be better for the work world, right? And I think that's going to be the reboot. That's going to be – I have no sympathy whatsoever for schools that have to shut – I mean, yeah, are there some that are going to be lost in the wash? Of course, right? They didn't do anything to deserve this. But bottom line is that market forces are what market forces are, right? Is that if you can't compete in the market, you got to go. It's that simple. Yeah, college is so like in England that you sort of take a trade, you take a test when you kind of get into That's the edges. Germany and France, every all of yeah. them do it. Like you take in, you go, you know, the trades or you go to college. And that's never going to happen in America. But it would be nice if we put as much effort into the trades and educating those people as we do college. It just gets such a greater importance in our country. Oh, absolutely. And and think about all the people you know. I mean, San Francisco is a unique button to yeah. a degree because you get so many people there that are – I mean, not just college-educated, but are like big-time. And everybody's important. Everybody's, you know, went to the top schools. But truthfully, what we really want is we want someone that can go to work for Amazon or somebody, be taught how to think well, how to process well, how to get – meet deadlines, do all the things that you need to do. You don't need to go to college and read Emily Bronte to do that or know, you know, understand the, the, the importance of the Decameron in human history. I'm not saying those things aren't important. They are. But for the, for the betterment of the society as a whole, that doesn't need to be the focus straight out the gate. This is a little bit on the surface, a depressing article, but I think me and you got the same thing out of it. There is a great reckoning coming in higher education, for, not for the big schools, for the middle schools, and what's our government going to do? Are they just going to like load up on debt and try to pass it on down the line? Are they going to? Are we going to try to rethink how we do higher education in this country? <laughs> if that's a real question, Larry, I think we know the answer. We're going to pass it on down the line because that's always what we do. We kick the can, buddy. Listen, as long as they keep the ATO house at the University <laughs> of Oregon open, 
and you could continue to fraternize and do all the bad things that you guys do. I vote do whatever you can. Absolutely. I thank you so much for, for giving us that permission to do that. We're going to go down, burn down uh, Johnson Hall this weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. And again, thank you for teaching me. 